Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Broncos Country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver, hosted by myself, George Stoya, the Denver Gazette, and my good friend, Nick Ferguson. Nick, how are you doing on this beautiful, beautiful Tuesday morning? Doing spectacular, my friend. How are you? I'm great. I am uh, living the life. It's the off-season, Nick. Uh, you know, I've got big plans this off-season. Summer of George is coming up, uh, you know, at the end of May. I know that's like five months away, but I start preparing now. Um, you know, trying to get it, trying to get six pack abs this summer, Nick. I know I won't actually obtain that goal, but I figure if I shoot for the moon, I will land somewhere among the stars. Maybe I'll get uh, just a, a, a two pack. A two pack. Oh, wow. That that's uh, that's great. Now, here's the thing. Remember the last time you played uh, basketball against. Um, I've been working on it, Nick. I've been I've been in the gym. I've been living in the gym. I've been I've been lifting weights. Uh, I've been I've been I've been jogging. Okay. Uh, I've been staying fresh. I've been staying fresh. Is that part of your New Year's resolution? What, no, what? you know, it, it was a, it was honestly uh, right before basketball. I was like starting to really work out. Then the basketball incident happened and I was like, all right, now it's time to go. So I I, you know, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. There is no new year. There's always just now. Right. I, I don't believe in the whole uh, wait till Monday for the diet to start. It's like you can start a diet any day. Uh, you can start working out any day. So um but yeah, I guess I guess it's a New Year's resolution. I guess you could put it that way. Well, but, well, uh, well I guess. Well, I guess. Do we need to give you a game ball for that? Yes, yes. Uh, I think the Broncos do need to give me a game ball. Uh, but there were several people, Nick, that did get a game ball from this last game uh, that I thought it was pretty interesting who Jerry Rosberg gave them to. So we have uh, the video and the audio here. Uh, from uh, a Sunday night of Jerry Rosberg handing out some game balls. Not to me, though. First order of business is we're going to give out some game balls. This man had a career high 193 yards from the line of scrimmage. Jerry Judy got it! I think you all knew I was kind of connected to this guy early on. I love the way this man plays the game. And when the game was on the line there in four-minute drill, came through big time. 103 yards. Rushing, 6.9. 
you know, it's been a tough two weeks in y'all, and as I said before, you're the ones that had the most investment, and I, I thank you for this moment. I'll never forget it. And this is just one of those NFL games that people write off, but they don't understand how meaningful it is for us. And so I hope you draw something from this, these last two weeks and understand how well you can work when you work together. And Nick, obviously we're the, the presidents of the um... – Latavius Murray fan club. Yes. Uh, so shout out Latavius Murray, definitely deserving of the game ball. Jerry Judy as well had his biggest game of the season. One guy who also got a game ball, Nick, uh, that wasn't mentioned in that clip was Justin Outen, uh, our guy Justin Outen. And I believe Ajero Evero uh, got one as well. I, I think that Jerry Rosberg said that in his press conference, um, if I'm remembering correctly. But uh, what do you think of, of those two coaches? Obviously, uh, we, we spoke about it, Nick. Those guys could have uh, – I'm not saying jumped ship or, uh, you know, maybe they – Maybe they don't, uh, you know, I don't know, coach as hard these last few weeks. But they stuck around. Uh, they put together good game plans these last two weeks. Uh, and really the team performed well. And I think it's a credit to both those guys and, and really all the assistant coaches as well for, for sticking it out these last couple of weeks after everything that's happened. Yeah, they all deserved uh, game balls because, uh, like you said, they, they could have all melded in. The season wasn't going anywhere. Nathaniel Haggett had just gotten uh, fired. Uh, they fired Butch Berry. Dwayne Stukes was also fired. So the coaches knew that, hey, the end was coming faster than they had predicted, but they still went out there and put a game plan together and put the players in position to look fantastic. And to be totally honest, when we look at Justin Otten, what he was able to do with certain personnel groupings, how he got Jerry Judy involved. I mean, we saw Jerry Judy doing something similar to what we've seen uh, Jerry Judy do uh, before under Pat Shermer, which was to run those little ghost little swing routes. But this time, Justin Allen actually threw it to him, and we saw what Jerry Judy could actually do. And with all the criticism about this offense, what it wasn't, and what, uh, I guess, uh, when you look at Russell Wilson, what he wasn't, I mean, we started to see glimpses of what Russell showed everyone in the NFL before he arrived here. And once again, you have to tip your cap to Justin Allen for putting Russ in those particular situations, but also – Russ for making those uh, timely throws. So it, it was great for a lot of these guys. The only unfortunate part about it, it just came all too late, right? You look at the points they scored in back-to-back -back games and it got you really excited, but you're still wondering why didn't we see more of this early on in the season? And as we start to move into the coaching search, will some of these guys be retained? Will they end up getting jobs elsewhere? Those are the questions that we will see and they will be answered in the coming months. I was just about to ask you, Nick, do you think uh, Justin Alton should be back next year? You know, I would like to see him back, but the idea is in what capacity. Depending on what, you know, head coach candidate you bring in here, will he really groove with a Justin Alton? Now, being as though we saw what happened in Green Bay when they all they had to do is win one game to get in the playoffs against division rival, the Detroit Lions, they didn't do that. And we don't know if it's a swan song for Aaron Rodgers, but that could be another landing spot for Justin Allen going back to the previous place that he used to coach. Yeah, and did you see the the news yesterday about Nathaniel Hackett uh, possibly rejoining the Packers staff? Well, you know, yeah, I saw that, but I wasn't, you know, too surprised. And based yeah. on what we've seen, well, that last game we saw for Aaron Rodgers, if he's going to come back, maybe Hackett should be the guy to go back because 
Remember when this whole coaching search started for the Denver Broncos? I believe it was Aaron Rodgers who went on record vouching for one Nathaniel Hackett, and neither guy had the type of season that they hoped that they would have. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think it would make a lot of sense for him to obviously go back and rejoin that staff. Obviously, he's familiar there. And, and again, it, Hackett is not a bad football coach. You, you don't stick around in this league as long as he have as as he has uh, and not be a good football coach in some capacity. So uh, I, I think that that would be a, a good landing spot for him. As for Justin Out, Nick, I, I, I think that uh, there's there's a couple ways to look at this. It, it kind of depends on who they hire, right? Yeah. If if the coach they hire, uh, you know, has some sort of familiarity with him, uh, or or really just is impressed by what he did, maybe they try to retain him. Um, you know, I don't think they would retain him as the offensive coordinator necessarily, uh, but maybe a passing game coordinator, uh, running game coordinator, something like that, tight ends coach. Um, you know, so I, I don't really know. Uh, it kind of depends on the other staff moves as well, but. I could see a situation where Justin does stick around. I think he he's in he's in good faith with obviously the organization uh, as well as the players. You can tell uh, the players do like him, uh, and I think that the the respect factor obviously went up these last couple of weeks with the game plan that he was able to put together. I think Clint Kubiak could also be another guy that you know the next staff tries to maybe retain. I think that he's a guy that's. I mean, Nick, you and I are very high on him. He's very well respected across the league. And do you really want to bring in a? another quarterbacks coach for Russell Wilson, you know, and it seems like him and Russell have gotten along. Well, I, I don't know. Do you, do you think Clint Kubiak is another guy that can maybe stick around? Yo, Trey, Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP three in the same backcourt as Kobe in LA. Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP three finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. And we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus yeah, that's a huge possibility, and, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, when you think about this Broncos coaching staff, even with Nathaniel Hackett, which one of those guys worked closely with Russell Wilson on a daily basis? It wasn't Coach Outen. It wasn't Nathaniel Hackett. It was Clint Kubiak. So you, you want to have familiarity when you're talking about a position or a group as a whole. So being able to retain a guy like Clint Kubiak in that you know quarterback coach role that would be big because it would help out the interim coach coming in who may not, let's say, let's just say for the sake of argument, if it's Jim Harbaugh, who may not be familiar with Russell in that particular way, having someone that is familiar with him, if it's Sean Payton, it's the same thing. Even if it's uh, uh, Brian Schottenheimer, having someone who's familiar with Russell and working in that capacity. And I, I know when, when Jerry Rossberg was talking about this past game on Sunday, he made sure to kind of uh, speak highly of Justin Allen. But let's not forget about Clint Kubiak as well and what he's done in this league. I just go back to 2021 when he just kind of received, uh, it, I guess the torch was passed to him from his dad where he took over as offensive coordinator going from quarterback coach. 
and you look at the numbers that Kirk Cousin put up, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and he threw for more than 4,200 4, yards uh, as a quarterback. So that tells you why you need a guy so familiar with your quarterback and Clint Kubiak hopefully is retained for those reasons. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see, Nick. I, again, I think a lot of it will depend on who they hire and what kind of connections they have w- with a lot of this coaching staff. I mean, we saw it last year. Zach Azani, the, the uh, wide receivers coach, was, I think, one of the only ones retained. Uh, Christian Parker, the defensive backs coach, was retained uh, from the previous staff. But other than that, um, I, I don't believe they kept many people. Obviously, Ajiro Evero, I, I would think, is going to stick around unless – they hire, you know, uh, a D'Amico Ryans, maybe, um, who would probably, I, I would assume, take over as the defensive coordinator. Uh, Raheem Morris, I know him and uh, Ajiro Evero are, are really close. I don't know. It would depends on if, you know, Raheem wants to keep continuing, you know, being the defensive coordinator. Dan Quinn, maybe, uh, they, they wouldn't retain Ajiro Evero. But I think that there's going to be a, a tough discussion there because he's done such a great job. With that said, Nick, let's get into some of these candidates. Uh, obviously I mentioned a few there. Uh, there's only six right now, Nick, that we know of last year, they had 10. So I wonder if they're going with a smaller candidate pool this year. Um, you know, maybe they, they add a couple over this, this next week. Um, but right now, Nick, it's, it's zero Evero, obviously the Broncos defensive coordinator, Sean Payton, former Saints, Saints head coach, Jim Harbaugh, university of Michigan head coach, Dan Quinn, Cowboys defensive coordinator. And then, like I said, Raheem Morris, Rams defensive coordinator and D'Amico Ryan's 49ers defensive coordinator. Nick, what do you think of, of this candidate pool so far? Well, they've assembled uh, a nice list of, of guys. I know that was, that was stated before they, you know, George Payton, uh, when he set up with uh, Greg Penner uh, after Nathaniel Hackett was fired, that they wish that they did a more extensive search than they did the first time. And they had 10 candidates at that time. And like you said, there's only six. But for me, it's always quality over quantity. I mean, you don't need to have 12 candidates just to say that, hey, we did an extensive search. You know, put a list together of some of the best coaches. And right now, the two two, uh, leading uh, candidates in the clubhouse, Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh. I know they plan on interviewing those other guys, but will they actually make it to the final two or final four? Probably not, because once again, it goes back to the ownership identifying the two leading coaches that they want. And Sean Payton is one of them, which they can't talk to him to, I believe, January 17th, and Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, and, and it's been reported, and and I've confirmed it, Nick, that Jim Harbaugh actually uh, was the first to interview. He interviewed yesterday virtually, and I believe Ejero Evero will interview today in person at the Broncos uh, facility. So uh, they're, they're well underway, Nick. Uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of the timeline for this. I would expect it to be – Probably late January. Uh, I, I believe they hired Nathaniel Hackett January January 27th. So probably somewhere around there again is what we're looking at unless, you know, they, they want a, a Dan Quinn who's, you know, playing in the Super Bowl with the Cowboys, which I have zero faith in the Cowboys. Yeah, so that's, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's the scenario. Or, you know, D'Amico, let's say it's D'Amico Ryans, for example. The 49ers are in the Super Bowl. There's a chance that it, it can be pushed that long, right? Um Nick, who of this group is maybe your dark horse? I think there's an obvious answer here, but who's who's maybe your your dark horse of this group that maybe is on the list, but nobody's really talking about as a as a realistic option? 
Well, you know, all, all these guys are, are, are great candidates, but it, it comes down to who the ownership really wants. And to be totally honest, in my opinion, it seems as though it's a three-horse race. Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, and Dan Quinn. I mean, everyone else, you know, they, they're being interviewed to be interviewed. But uh, when you identify the people that you want to hire, uh, usually uh, that's how it pretty much goes. And if there is a dark horse, I would say that is, is Dan Quinn. I mean, he interviewed last year for the job, didn't really get the job because the whole idea was, hey, Nathaniel Hackett said a bunch of things that really excited that committee, but also he had ties to one Aaron Rodgers, which I believe the organization thought at that time, well, if you get Hackett, you get Aaron Rodgers at the same time, but that didn't work out. But Dan Quinn, in my eyes, is probably the best candidate for this job. He's familiar with, you know, George Payton, and that and, and that's something that Greg Penner talked about. It's just the fact that there has to be some cohesiveness in that front office between the GM and the head coach. And you know, when you look at Azure Evero, I mean, he has some ties to a, a lot of these guys. I mean, he uh, had some coaching ties to Jim Harbaugh, maybe not Sean Payton, but the fact that you know Dan Quinn loves a great, great defense and Evero did a great job with the defense. Maybe he would be retained, but. For me, it's, it's Dan Quinn at this particular time because of his connection to certain coaches and what those coaches can do to help this team, but more importantly, Russell Wilson. Yeah, it does feel like a, a, a three-person race. I will say I really like D'Amico Ryans. Um, I, I think he'll make a strong push for this job and other jobs. And, and if it wasn't a situation where the Broncos, Nick, you and I have talked about it, they, they, probably, they probably have to hire a coach that, that's been a head coach before. If they weren't in that position, I would circle D'Amico Ryans as a guy that I would hire tomorrow. I think that he's really sharp. Uh, he's young. Uh, he's a guy that, that's obviously done a really good job in San Francisco. And, I, again, I think he's going to be a really good head football coach in this league. So whoever ends up getting him this cycle, because I do think he'll get a job, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, he'll be a home run hire. So, Nick, we got to take a quick break. We'll dive more into the coaching search a little bit later. Uh, maybe some other names that didn't make the list or maybe we'll make the list later. I don't know if there's any candidates out there that, that you hope they, they interview as well. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, and we'll also get into Nick in this next segment. We were in the locker room yesterday. It was clean out your locker day. Uh, and so we got to talk to quite a few guys. So we'll, we'll kind of get into that and kind of what we heard yesterday uh, as the season wrapped up. <laughs> 